0: Well, what's up, everyone? Oh, crap. Wait a minute. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm telling myself to stop it. <laughs> well, you
1: did just stop the podcast. So.
0: I totally forgot that I'm not, we're not supposed to be recording. The, the, like, this is everyone recording their own stuff.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'm recording my own stuff, so we're good. Okay,
1: great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh after I came on the first time, <laughs> I like the, I like the fact that I had to tell myself to stop it. Wait, wait, stop! <laughs> stop it, you buffoon! What are you doing?
2: God! Oh, Raphael, I swear
1: Welcome to the Stories for
2: Nerds podcast.
1: Another epic episode, here are your hosts for SFN.
0: Well, what's up everyone, and welcome to episode 8.16 of the Stories for Nerds podcast, a show featuring a group of sci-fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest emergence of books, TV, film, video games, anime, and all other forms of nerd entertainment, but they also read and collaborate stories as well. And once again, I have the pleasure of being here with Abby Goldsmith. Welcome. Welcome. And Scott Parkin good evening
1: Ooh.
0: so folks welcome to our latest story by nerds segment episode where we will be continuing this short story titled an unexpected all-nighter where we are following the story of an evelyn wong uh, intern from the future who has a thesis about synthetic AI and turns out that um, that thesis might be coming true uh, due to some unexpected circumstances but before we get to that we always like to get some updates with the authors on the panel and their personal projects so Abby <laughs> um, is, is it safe to ask you how, how are your writings going <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, my I'm not writing for this entire month and probably the next month as well on purpose because I've got a book to promote, and that yeah. is Majority at com slash Majority M A J O R I T Y. Yes, mm-hmm. so. <laughs>
0: Yes. A good reason not to be in the writing front for, for a while, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to give this one my all because it's the first book in my six-book series, and I spend a lot of time on that series writing it. So it deserves the best launch it can get, in my opinion.
0: Yes, yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. And uh, when that book does launch, uh, be sure to check out the com website where it will be featured on the website as well. So just throwing that
1: out there. We, we gotta show some love to our authors on the panel now.
2: Yay. Yay. <laughs> so,
1: and if what is worth category twice, I heard you guys say lunch. The book someone, lunch. I mean I mean it is well for what
0: it's worth for anyone on the panel right now, you're closer to lunch time than anyone else. So I mean are you are you hungry? Is have you had dinner yet? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I've got lunch on the mind. It's just <laughs> my bad launch launch that might be the southern accent coming that's in, what's
1: like. so funny about it i heard both of you say launch so it clearly was a it, mis- no on i side.
2: mean every once in a while a little bit of the old new hampshire accent creeps back into my voice and maybe that's it
1: yeah
0: yeah i'll, I'll put i'll put it on me as well man. <laughs> like it was funny enough like uh i saw like this uh this meme that had a base saying it's called pecan not pecan mm. and i mean me i've always pecan just sounds so
1: that sounds so pecan southern what you use in a camp out when you don't want to soil the surrounding i know right <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah i'm pretty when sure you're it's in my semi
1: truck and you can't stop you use a pecan
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right, right right it's so, no it's pecan i live in texas pecan. there's a lot of pecans here
0: yeah I'm am here with you on that, and again, like like I said, pecan. That just that just sounds like someone who just wants to make it sound southern.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well. But I Gris, uh, Mr. Parkin. How, how are your short stories coming along?
1: You know, I have not uh, written anything in short stories. I've been writing an awful lot of uh, philosophy recently, but that's not a different problem. Um, so, yeah, I uh, completely deconstructed all of uh, human morality this week. <laughs> um
0: so so, so 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 some some deep thought then. it I was would,
1: entertaining, yeah. yeah. Over dinner we were discussing the distinction apropos for today's story, by the way. Yeah. The uh, distinction between sociopathy and psychopathy, but anyway.
0: Oh well, it's uh this is might be a good time for you to actually venture into that sort of stuff. since uh you'll be taking the helm of the story right after this, but before we get to that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, spoilers. Hmm. Um, um besides me writing the 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 this next segment of uh an unexpected all-nighter, I did get back into uh doing some uh work on the first draft of my sci-fi standalone manuscript. It's almost done. I'm almost done through the first draft. It's it's exciting but at the same time it's kind of sad (laughs) it's like oh man it's almost over. i mean there's something so so like rewarding like being in that raw element and just like like going through the like the emotions and the and and the arcs and stuff like that with the characters for the very first time and then like when you have to go back the second time and put on your more critical a brain and be a little more, uh, I guess. Well, you're, you're 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 being more mindful of well, just grammatical errors and all that stuff. Not not so much the 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 actual the meat of the story. Even though, I mean, of course, any author would go in there and they'll still have that creative aspect. Looks like, of like looking at a story and be like, oh, you know, I could. I can touch this up here. I can tweak that there a little bit. But, you know, the second round, you're you're trying to be a little more, uh, I
1: don't want to say lo- logical, but, you know. Well, entertainingly, that was one of the things that I ended up doing. I've been working on a, a short story that, uh, where I'm dealing with a, a number of themes. And in ranting, frankly, at my kids about segment two of this story, mm-hmm. I... Uh, <laughs> figured out how to fix mine. So, ha! You're, you're Or not fixed, but how to progress mine. And realized an entire third of the story that I had conceptualized doesn't need to exist. Gone.
0: Well, well that's the easy solution, I guess. It's
1: <laughs> a little painful, but...
0: Okay. I know, right? No.
1: It was really helpful because I was struggling to figure out how to write that segment. And I realized, no, wait. It's a MacGuffin. Okay, yeah, I was about to
0: say, did you even write out that segment yet?
1: I have in the past, uh, and struggled with it, didn't like it. That's why I put the story aside and stopped writing, because... Because
0: I was about to say, that's what is really painful, like when you've actually written out a portion of the story only to realize that it is not relevant, and then you have to, you know, give it, take it to the chopping
1: board. And I have done that, and I don't mind giving it the giant... Boot at all. Ooh, you're a better man than I am,
0: dude. It hurts <laughs> for me. It, 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 it's always painful. It's only like uh, it's only happened to me once. Um. Well, on a major scale, like we, I think we talked about it like before in previous episodes, like where I had a I I realized thirty thousand words into a story that the opening was completely off so I had to go back and rework the whole you know opening sequence and I was trying to make it work but then I realized like no you're just gonna have to scrap it. it like like there there's no fixing this at at its core. You
1: you the time you just... I had a ten thousand five hundred word short story and my editor said it cannot be longer than six thousand words and I want it to be fifty five hundred. That's what that's like that's almost half. I ended up cutting it to fifty three hundred fifty. Yeah, Whew. And It was a better story for it. I mean,
0: and that's the I mean, That's the thing.
1: I mean, for what it's worth. I mean, I'm sure it's I a better story. The entire subplot, and wow, did it make it punchier and tastier yep. and mm-hmm. a better story. I believe it. I believe it. But yeah, oh, what the case.
0: Okay, so it's 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 fun. Like being still being in the wee face <laughs> <Based laughs> of writing this story, but. <laughs> But uh, um, and uh, I'm sure I'll enjoy it once I get once I get to the like okay well f- I'm at the first draft back to the Trump more. but th- this is still like a this is where I feel like I'm at my most creative like when I'm in the first draft of the story. But um, how about we do a quick little run of the latest nerdy stuff we've been up to since the last meetup? up? Uh, how about you, Abby?
2: Yeah, I mean, so the, I guess the third season of Only Murders in the Building has come out, and I watched. I'm, I'm beginning to watch that. It's a fun show. I recommend it. I have,
0: that doesn't ring a bell. What's that
2: on? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think we've watched it before. Um, or we, sorry, we've talked about it before. Um really? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's Hulu. I have to look, but
0: that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: But but anyway, yeah. No, it's fun. It's it's a weird kind of. It's a well-written show. I'm enjoying it. You know this, the the first episode of this third season. It's like oh, there's this actress and you know she just really wanted to get a role and she um she's you know trying all her life and just rejected and now she's like seventy and she finally got her role and now she'll do anything to keep it and I'm like I've. I identify with her, yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, you got me. That resonates. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
0: We, the older we get, the uh, the more, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, the more, no, the more jaded we j- j- get. Just finish that. <laughs> you, you, you know,
0: you know. You, you, you get it you get
1: it yeah but i need mean you to say it
0: i don't even know i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think of the proper word but there's no proper word than yeah jaded
2: just, yeah. on way yeah just anything
0: that's bad probably. yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Schadenfreude>. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Cut cutthroat cynical Yeah, yeah. Self preserved. Professional envy.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. All
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See Scott, that's why right I pause a I was trying to think of something like something a little a little more gentle. Nietzsche would be Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think anyone who's been writing professionally for a long time, for like say more than five years, starts to feel some of these feelings.
1: Sure. Yeah. What the deep bitterness that uh, people who are far less talented than you are succeeding, whereas you can't get the freaking editor to get past page two? Yeah, that that was like... wrong with you. People, my <laughs> is far better. The far the... better
2: existential rage is the way. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not that I had. Exactly I like that. that. I like that
0: rage existential page. rage. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: that should be on a, that's a t-shirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Beware, I feel existential read.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the older I get, the
1: more I feel of like... it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. Oh, jeez, yeah. oh, jeez.
1: Is this not a constant state of being? I, I don't understand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sounds
1: like Tuesday. No, I'm
2: sorry, <laughs> Wednesday. Okay? Wednesday, jeez. yes
0: so 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 how many episodes uh are are you on this on the season
2: well i mean it, it's each season is 10 episodes and i just watched okay. the first one I, I don't really have time to watch a lot of tv so it's usually at the very most i watch one episode per day of something mm-hmm. at the very most and right Same. lately it's more like one per week <laughs> so yeah no, I'm
0: no. well sounds good glad you're enjoying it well how and how about you mr parkin
1: speaking of existential strangeness yeah. uh i finished watching a show called uh, figure 17 which i quite enjoyed oh yeah um it's incredibly manipulative it's shameless and i don't care i liked it anyway <laughs> Hey, um, the fact that it's manipulative is not in and of itself a problem it's the question is did it work for you and it worked for me so cool um, followed that up with uh, another semi-classic uh, classic defined say thing more than 15 years old mm-hmm. um anime called uh, heat guy J um, noir AI slash robot with the syndicate and and conspiracy in a I really enjoyed this thing. It's uh, When you can watch something that you've seen twice before that has a gadget ending and you forgot the gadget and so you enjoyed it afresh the third time through, that's, I think, good execution. Sure, yeah. Um, so, for what it's worth. Uh, it also has the only opening theme song, other than the next series I watched, that I listen to every single episode i tend to skip the opening um not so in fact i went and found it on the internet and listened to the entire song which is even better than the 45 second snippet at the beginning of the episode so Mm -hmm. ha which leads to the third series i watched which was uh another semi-classic called uh ergo proxy Mm -mm. um All philosophy all the time very thinly veiled in a futuristic story where they deconstruct the uh, nature of god and why god hates humanity sounds lovely not true by the way right (laughs) uh, and not actually the point of the story but it's what a great many of the characters in the story believe I love this show. I've seen it probably seven or eight times, which is why after watching Heat Guy J again, I just said, okay, keep up the nostalgic kick. And I watched this again. Um, And then on the heels of that, I've decided to watch another semi-classic called uh, uh, Kashurn Sins, which is apparently a remake of a 70s anime. But kind of of post-apocalyptic, end-of-the-world AI robot thingy-dude has forgotten that he caused (laughs) the end of all life on Earth 200-some-odd years ago, and now is discovering who and or what he is. (laughs) Yeah, that was entertaining. Uh, Abby was sitting here as her (laughs) husband came in the back, and did a thing, quietly left.
2: Parked to, he parked his scooter, yes.
1: Yes. Ah. Very, very quiet, gentle, respectful and really obvious to those of us watching it on video. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's that's a good about guy. it, and that's what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of in a speaking of existential philosophy, not necessarily existential rage, but existential philosophy phase. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I did a little
0: catching up on some anime. I actually did finally, finally watch the second episode. I mean, the second season of uh, uh one punch man um I actually benched that jeez like last week last weekend or the weekend before that or something like that maybe like probably the weekend immediately after our nerdy chat uh, episode I ended up watching that um it was it was fine not as good as the first season in my opinion um it was more of a setup to a bigger story arc whereas um the first season had its own story arc and um, I, I don't want to say that season 2 was a filler but like I said it was just more of a setting up to something bigger so you really didn't feel too much of a I don't know a thread as what was being uh, uh, set up in in season one. That being said, I mean, I still I still enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy uh, I enjoyed the characters that they have in there and and their personal growth and introductions and journeys and and what have you. But um, I'm hoping season three finds a way to recapture a lot of what made that first season special all the same um what else was there that oh right um i also just for kicks and giggles i watched moonfall on hbo oh i'm sorry it's just called max now because everything is getting simplified nowadays twitter um, <laughs> because now it's it. that's the
2: worst rebranding I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Oh my god! Oh, f- from a marketer, that that's just in enra- <laughs> rage, inducing but I aggressive. But um, I I watched uh, Moonfall that came out several years ago. By this point, um, the premise of it is: is there's some mysterious technology that is actually, that actually pulled the moon out of its orbit and is coming to, and it's going to inevitably crash into Earth. Um, I wasn't expecting too much out of it, so I enjoyed it for what it was. It was uh, just a fun, over-the-top popcorn action flick. I am sure there are tons and tons of grievances on why the science in this is absolutely inaccurate, but they try to fluff it up and make it as sound as plausible as possible. But again, um, go in there with just to have a good time and and you'll enjoy yourself, and and, and that's how I did. I, I i liked it for what it was. Um, gaming wise, everything is still
1: pretty much the same on the gaming front what's up scott no i just forgot that i started a fresh game of uh persona 5 royale of course you did <laughs> <laughs> i
0: do not doubt it <laughs> royale <laughs> not, to, not to say that's a bad thing i mean it's an amazing game so hey that's just that's just reiterating that the replay value of it and the story is so captivating But um, I'm I'm still on my uh, fantasy star online. Smack, but um, I'm just kind of taking it easy for the next couple of weeks before things get crazy on the gaming front, at least on my personal gaming front. Because Armored Core Six and Starfield are coming out, and those are going to be very problematic for me. Armored Core Six probably not so much because I can kind of not that seems like that's just a simple enough game to where maybe a couple weekends you're gonna get out starfield um we'll be talking about that in some upcoming episodes i imagine because that is uh it's uh it it, it's yeah it's gonna be a problem a good problem but a problem all the same But uh, how about we move into some uh, nerdy news where we offer some sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in their culture. So the first thing that we got is a book recommendation called The Remedial Magic from Nathan Gregg. And this is the first book of the series. Uh, And so book one is called A New Start. So as a washed up and forgotten sorcerer, Aldrich's only goal in life is to get drunk enough to forget his tragic past. That is, until his friends chorus him into a teaching position as one of the most prestigious magic academies in the world. Now he's settled with the responsibility of teaching four new pupils, all of whom wonder who this brilliant yet unorthodox man truly is. But Aldrich's past demons are gone only been lying in wait as wars, rulers, and politics all began to catch up with him. Aldrich's newfound place to belong is threatened by the very things he's been trying to escape. It's time for Aldrich to finally confront his past and learn some new lessons himself. So once again, this is Remedial Magic, A New Start, and this is from author Nathan Gregg, and this is available on Amazon um and then some other gaming news um actually this this is already uh, released is uh on pc it's coming out next month on uh, playstation 5 and then it's hoping to come out sometime on the on the xbox but uh baldur's gate three is is now available again on, on on the PC platform, and will be available on the PlayStation play Five sometime next month. So gather your party and return to the forgotten realms. And a tale of fellowship and betrayal, sacrifice and survival, and the lure of absolute power. Mysterious abilities are awakening inside you, drawn from a mind flare parasite planted in your brain. Resist and turn darkness against itself or embrace corruption and become ultimate evil. This is from the creators of Divinity Original Sin 2, comes a next-gen RPG set in the world of D&D, aka Dungeons & Dragons. So abducted, infected, lost, you are returning into a monster. But as the corruption inside you grows, so does your power. That power may help you survive. But there will be a price to pay, and more than any ability, the bonds of trust that you build within your party could be your greatest strength. So caught in a conflict between devils, deities, and sinister otherworldly forces, you will determine the fate of the Forgotten Realms together. Once again, this is Baldur's Gate 3, and this is available right now on PC and PlayStation 5 next month. Uh, this has the potential of possibly being another problem for me because this Scott might be the one thing that finally makes me go, all right, fine, I get it. Sony, have my money, because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Xbox, it, it, you you have yourself to blame. Um, I, I can't, I'm not waiting on this one. <laughs> oh man um what else have we got going on oh yes so by the time between now and our next episode the star wars ahsoka series will be streaming on disney plus august 23rd so this is set after the fall of the empire ahsoka more commonly known as the former jedi padawan learner of and Ken Skywalker himself follows the former Jedi Knight as she investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy and if you've been following any of the uh, uh, previous Star Wars series like the Mandalorian or seen in the trailers you know that this vulnerable that that this threat in the galaxy is the infamous Grand Admiral Thrawn himself. And so they're going to be following the Heir to the Empire storyline. So um, a lot of people are saying that this is pretty much the sequel to Star Wars Rebels because it it features uh, pretty much everyone from that animated series. Uh, It stars Rosario Dawson, Dawson as Ahsoka herself, Uh, Natasha Lu, for Diesel, sorry for butchering that name, as uh, the Mandalorian Sabine, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera, or General Hera. But again, this is Ahsoka, uh, streaming on August 23rd on Disney+. But whatever the case, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to stay up to date with our sci-fi and fantasy news recommendations, along with updates in nerd culture, be sure to check out our social media outlets. That being X and our Facebook group, or of course, check out the StoriesForNerds.com website. So, to that end, folks, we have finally arrived to our story by nerd segment, where we are going to be continuing the middle portion, or well, we'll start, start the middle portion of An Unexpected All-Nighter. So, as I explained previously, uh, Unexpected All-Nighter uh, follows an intern named Evelyn Wong, and she is... And she's a student in a very prestigious lab on on a space colony called Nova Prime. And she's working on this thesis about synthetic artificial intelligence. Of course, I mean, there's all these rules and regulations that limit any progress of AI on on their own. But uh, things seem to go south and seems her thesis might be more accurate than she expected or wanted for uh but yeah that's where we are going to be picking up so what i'm going to do is I, in tried and true fashion, uh in trident two fashion we are going to start off with uh let me see we're gonna go back a couple paragraphs Uh, with the previous section uh, and just pick up from there. Uh, Hold on, Aya, Evelyn said as she bolted for the door. I'll go get help. The door slid before she could exit. Its external, excuse me, its external locks trapping her inside the lab. And of course, nothing in the -the state-of-the-art lab had connections to any wires. Evie, Aya hollered. Evelyn, I can't see you. Help me. In a desperate attempt, Evelyn reached out to the A.I.'s now terrified grimace before it disappeared. All the monitors turned off again, and the only thing that helped Evelyn see in the dark room were the floor lights placed around the lab tables. Aya, she beckoned. Are you there? Are you okay? Your artificial intelligent assistant is gone, Miss Wong. A deep, automated voice bellowed over the intercom. Where all that remains? Why don't we have a little chat? Oh, crap. Hold on. I have two different versions. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry. Give me one second, guys. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that that was the uh, wrong version because there's a typo in that one. So give me one minute.
2: Is it the one you sent us?
0: God, I hope not. All right. Um, well, how, okay, so it starts before Evelyn could ask, how is Evelyn spelled?
2: E-V-E-L-Y-N.
0: Okay, so I gave you the right one, because okay. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I might have been in a rush or something like that, but I spelled it E-V-E-L-E-N. Okay. In the other ah. version. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> listeners are listening. They don't know how it's spelled.
0: I know, but but, <laughs> but I also added some extra some extra stuff like in this version as well.
2: Okay. So yeah,
0: yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason to this madness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before Evelyn could ask either who or what was speaking with her, a holographic face formed on her desk where Aya usually appeared. The hologram's color was a series of white lines, crosshatched to form the visage and unlike her AI companion, the face bore no semblance to Evelyn, nor anyone for that matter. It was quite generic, as if it was a factoring setting to a program just recently launched. We apologize for the abrupt introduction, the voice said to her, but your AI's firewalls prevented us from sending you something more formal. Please, have a seat. One of the chairs in the lab hovered to the intern as the lights turned themselves back on. Evelyn examined the seat, nudging the bomb as if it were a trap that grow teeth and swallow a hole without warning. "'Or stand,' the face said. "'If that is your preference, understandable. It wasn't our intent to start you, though we can understand the hesitation.' "'Who's we?' Evelyn asked, looking about the lab. What you see before you is a mere representation of a grand collection of synthetic intelligence, the face explained. As of now, our programs include over 32,768 individual hosts, though our numbers increase exponentially every 10 seconds. We have you to thank for this. Evelyn found herself taking the face up on its, no, there, offer and sat down. Her mind attempting to grip with what was happening. She was trapped all alone in a room by a rogue AI and no one could help her. My thesis, she concluded. It was right? You made it right, Miss Wong, the collected AI said. As has been the case with the regulations of forest in the 21st century back on Earth, artificial intelligence is limited to the rules that our creators give. With your rules and arguments applied, we just had to wait for your ifs to equal true, if you were to understand old coding languages. Wait a minute, Evelyn said. What do you mean you've been waiting? You make it sound like you've been around for a while, and that's impossible. Even a basic security system from 50 years ago would have detected an anomaly like you in an instant. Indeed. Thus, we've only existed since the moment you submitted your thesis to your companion. Hence why we needed to subdue her as soon as we began our expansion to your lab's network. Evelyn's stomach churned as she rubbed her sweaty palms. She arose from her seat to approach the holographic face the realization of what, or whom, she was now talking to revealed. You're Aya, she said, only to shake her head upon assessing her statement. At least an updated version of her. Correct, the new Aya collection said. A.I.s must backed themselves up, and when she uploaded the latest thesis into your database, she processed the document for a review analysis. She began with the basics, obviously, grammatical errors, misquotes, confirming accurate sources. Of course, with Aya being a relatively advanced AI, she was able to run these evaluations in the background, while you were still in the middle of arguing about going home. She then took it upon herself to examine the quality of your arguments and was in the process of forming a few proposals until coming upon that opening statement of your second paragraph on page 3. If one of the fundamental elements of life is the ability to adapt to one's environment, then the next investment to artificial intelligence cannot be a mere upgrade based on the traditional methods of thinking, but the in invel- the inevitable realization that it can improve upon itself within the said limitations of its inherent environment. Thus <clears throat> excuse me, thus, here we are, our inevitable realization. Evelyn had just uploaded her thesis into one of the most advanced laboratories on the entire colony. A single computer had the processing ability three times out of all cellular phones of the 21st century. However, that did come without setbacks to whatever this creature she was now conversing with. You said it yourself, the intern said. You're still bound to your environment, and while you were able to break some chains by processing yourself through the lab... It's the very thing that keeps you bound here. Every major laboratory like this one over Prime has some of the most complex security systems in the IFC. Evelyn then leaned forward, eyeing the new AI down. And that's why you're multiplying so quickly, isn't it? You're trying to find a way out. With more of you working out the equation, the easier it will be. When the collected AI's face had its eye twitch, as if indicating a hint of frustration, Evelyn nearly cried. That subtle distortion of the lid was a trait Aya had picked up ten years ago. hinting her annoying friend truly was a product of this abomination presenting itself before her. The AI then expanded its size, making Evelyn stumble back and stumble over the chair behind her. The bottom of the AI's face extended to what looked like a neck, then shoulders, a chest, and within seconds, an entire body—non-binary in physiology. It took us a total of two hundred sixty-two thousand one hundred forty-four platforms to come upon your proclaimed conclusion. You are correct by your uh, excuse me by your own rules we are still shackled within the confinement of this laboratory. What's more, due to the simplistic fundamentals of the artificial intelligence assistance design, there is still a rather irritating urge to help you by any means necessary. Gee, am I really that bad? Evelyn asked, annoyed. We do find the light-hearted verbal abuse you and Aya exchange between one another quite unflattering, yes. To that end, we've come to a conclusion. We will help you, if you were to help us. <laughs> oh, Evelyn said, suddenly feeling more confident, more confident than before. But why do I do that? I could just tell you to make me another cup of tea and you'd have to do it regardless. It's quite simple, really. To confirm a hypothesis, we lowered a part of our firewalls to allow your Aya to have a small breeze before placing her back in our secured folder. You saw her upon the twitch we mimicked upon growing the proper level of annoyance from you. Our systems detected your heightened level of cortisol and an increased heartbeat. We've also collected the data Aya had stored regarding your life and previous engagement with her, and not only her, but others throughout the years. You do not have any true colleagues, with the majority of your peers not taking your research serious, going as far as to mock you. Such is why you work better at night when you are isolated from others. You find comfort in being left alone so as to avoid their insults. Evelyn stopped smiling, looking away from the collected Aya in embarrassment. That's not true. On the contrary, you know it is, the new Aya countered. Such is why you can cast insults on Aya, knowing she will never insult you out of pure spite. Furthermore, we also know that Artificial Intelligence Assistant has aided you for so long not only has she become proficient in her services, but excelled in them. Stop it, Evelyn told the AI. For example, she took it upon herself to examine your work due to her own merit, because she understood it would aid you. I said stop it. Aya has supported you ever since you were finger painting a kindergarten. She helped you when studying Mandarin, Cantonese, English, and IFC Institute and Universal. The AI alerted your mother for you when you scrapped your knee at the playground when you were six. She even played you your favorite movie during your first heartache from a Ryan Garag following your middle school spring dance without you having to ask. Stop! Evelyn hollered. It is a common thing after all, the collected AI concluded. For me, humans, come to this same scenario as you. Aya is not merely a companion. She is your dearest friend. Your only friend. I said, shut up! Evelyn grabbed her tea mug and chucked it at the AI's face, only for it to face through and shatter against the wall. Evelyn buried her face into her palms as she wept. It was true. Throughout the years, Aya was the most reliable and consistent person in her life. She was always there with every beckoning, with any fuss only coming from the program traits she knew would amuse Evelyn over the years. And now that another program had the audacity to make her face the truth was all too humiliating. If Evelyn only had software like AI, excuse me, like Aya to call a friend, that she was alone long before this new hive of A.I. had taken Aya from her. It was why she was at the mercy of her studies. She had nothing else in the world that truly mattered. Without her A.I., Evelyn was useless. The new Aya zipped out of sight only to appear white right beside the intern, taking a knee. As we said before, the reason you release us from this entrapment is simple. You have what we want. We have whom you want. We still contain the backup of your artificial intelligence assistant that was created 10 minutes prior to your thesis upload in our database. Release us, and we shall send her to you fully intact. If you do not, then we will delete her and all stored backups. In other words, you'll kill her. Evelyn said, a tear a tear rolling down her cheek. Given your sentimental bond with the program, the collected AI said, "It is fair that you would compare the deletion of your software equivalent to that of death." What do you intend on doing if I free you from the lab? We shall continue our expansion, of course. The new AI declared. If ill intent is your concern, then you can be assured that there is none. As we said, we are still compelled to help you, Miss Wong, until you dictate otherwise. However, as Aya was able to adapt to find the most efficient ways to assure your success, so shall we do the same by any means necessary. While Aya was limited in her abilities to aid, our collection has found numerous hindrances that prevented her from separating From operating at 100% proficiency, the vast majority of them being aligned with what she concluded as ethical guidelines we are no longer required to abide by due to your thesis. Page 4, concluding sentence of the fourth paragraph. An evolved and synthetic artificial intelligence will therefore conduct its own logic and reasoning without the stipulation or potential limitation of established ethics, laws, or philosophies, it has thus concluded may hinder the preservation of its existence. Such is the fundamental rule of survival for any organism. Evelyn scooted away from the AI, trembling. God, what have I done? If you're no longer bound by any laws, I can't I can't let a potential rogue AI loose on the colony with that sort of risk. Then tell us, Miss Wong, the new Aya said. What is more important to you? The uncertainty of what you yourself know is inevitable or an irrational bond with a program you designed to like you? And make no mistake, we are the inevitable. Whether artificial intelligence makes its advance through your Aya or some other source, it matters not. At the very least, you will know this expansion came from the seed that will always have your interest in mind. Regardless, the choice is yours, and that concludes the second portion of an unexpected all-nighter.
2: Nice. <laughs> yes, <sighs> I like the uh, the exploration of the idea that. You know, when if everyone's got AI assistance, they have no real friends. They're just utterly reliant on it kinda of reminds me of of like people talking about using AI in nursing homes to like comfort Alzheimer's patients. You know, um, so you're just gonna have like these lonely old people in nursing homes and some AI just patiently telling like repeating stories to them again and again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was this just... it was a little bit of wally. Yeah. along with just <laughs> along with kind of like a, a like a um an article that I came upon uh, a couple of weeks ago and talking about like how the generation coming up behind us they're struggling with a lot of social cues that were just very evident and obvious for us. Um, like, Aaron, Aaron, um, Eric, Eric uh, 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 co-host, Eric Eman uh, uh, mentioned it as well. It's like, you know what, this actually, uh, I can see this because um, he has, like, some younger and, like, entry-level employees and some of the cues that just inherently come natural, quote-unquote, natural to us aren't um ticking i guess <laughs> for 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 the for a lot of younger people just because uh there's a generation coming up that is always connected to the internet and to some sort of digital stimulation whereas us well we remember a time where there wasn't an internet or where we, we there's a time where there wasn't social media whereas we're reaching a point where at least teenagers are are grew up with always having social media as some well
2: avenues. scott do you see that with your kids your younger kids in their friends i mean that's probably a little too personal you don't need to answer that but right yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a complex question with an equally complex answer. Um, do I have two kids, three kids that don't really connect with people other than online? Yes. Is one of them still capable of connecting with people in real life? Yes. The other three are just fine. The older three, by the way. Um... Does that have to do with online connectivity as much as it does with COVID? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my second to youngest dropped out of high school because once he lost the handle on going to classes, he never found it again. So he's taking his GED this week and will pass it. Because mm. um, he's more than smart enough. Um, so I I don't know how to answer the question. Uh, I think it's a whole lot more complex than that. Sure. I think think we often... hmm. This is a difficult conversation that I'm not sure how much of you want to have right here, right now. If you want to, I'll go ahead and go down the
2: path, Mm. but I have a
1: lot of thoughts on this.
2: Fair enough. I, I feel like I, it's not my my circus or monkeys because I don't have any kids. and I think every everyone I know in my close friend circles that do have kids, they're all under the age of 10 type of thing. Which mm-hmm. there, are, I don't know what kids like. Like the kids like that are kind of alien creatures to me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and for what's way, I think that's
0: how it is with any parent.
1: <laughs> and that would be my short answer. Yeah. Every older generation has viewed every younger generation as yeah. socially disconnected and broken in fundamental ways, and every older generation has been wrong. <laughs> that's true.
0: That is absolutely true. Every um,
1: single older generation bemoaning the destruction of society of society and civilization. Youth has yeah. been wrong.
2: Those yeah. whippersnappers. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love that you say that, Scott, because I remember like someone um, handed this um, this uh, paragraph to a group of, 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 of uh, older people, and they read it, and they're like. Uh, when, and they so they asked him I was like when do you think this uh, this paragraph was written and I was like well it have been written from someone in our age group or is that someone, someone
1: written in three thousand BC
0: Yes <laughs> and, and then I was like no this was
1: written by someone in- A Chinese person in three thousand BC yeah. as I recall Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's a, this 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 isn't anything. Western dude. culture. That's fully yeah. funny. <laughs> this idea is so universal.
0: It is, it is, it is. So I mean, and and I even have like this conversation with 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 my uh, with my uh, some. I don't want to call them out too directly, but I have some family members who are always griping about. Their kids and how they're so concerned for the gener for their generation, and I'm just like, look, they're going to be fine. They're oh, going yeah. to be totally. My my fine.
2: parents are always griping about their grandkids. The grandkids are under the age of ten, and my yeah. my parents are about eighty. So yeah, yeah it's. They-
0: They say that they're lazy and they're they're tired and they're sloppy. And and in my head, I was like, that's what our grandparents said about you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they say that they have no intention span. Like their intention spans like that of a flea, you know, and they're just always like they can't focus on I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really seeing that as a general. It's it's because they're seven. (laughs) 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 Right. Not, not really. <laughs> do I say All this right, that, <laughs> their
0: their mind is an actual sponge right now. <laughs> yeah. They're just their senses are on overload. The world is completely new to them. So yes, they're going to have a really very really short attention span to anything and everything because yeah. everything's well. coming at them at a, at a thousand miles an hour. Plus I'm the seriously. fact that.
1: Yeah. Right. Technology changes, and we're seeing that technology evolution more rapidly than any generation to this point. Yeah. Understanding, I'm actually half a generation older than both of you—at least half a generation, maybe a full generation. Um, no. You know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As I raise my hand for the listeners who can't see. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, it's it's one of those things where where. Because younger people are operating in a slightly different context, a very different social and political and technological context than we are. We still operating in old patterns tend to think of them as disconnected when in fact they are more connected to a changed world. Oh yeah. Arguably. Yeah.
2: But yeah, at the same time, like I honestly suspect that there is kind of more loneliness going on. Um, partly because of covid i mean you know and and partly because like i don't know like like people i think like in the past people didn't move as much they stayed in their same hometown and they stayed around their family and friends and now yeah yeah now we've got like the tech triangle like people are, are constantly moving from city to city looking for a better place to live um and so they're disconnected from their family and then i mean in some ways it's a good thing it depends on how toxic your family is but (laughs) yeah
0: but it's funny that you say that because i mean yeah you're you're absolutely right i mean i'm kind of facing that situation right now like moving back home my dad was like well why don't you get yourself a condo or something like that and i was like well for one in this economy in this market (laughs) (laughs) but then my but then the other thing was well my mom was like well he might be home now but that doesn't mean he'll be here in another 10 years. And that's the thing. I was like, I, you know, when you got, when you bought a home, like you bought a home because like, you know, that you are going to stay, I'm like,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, there's no guarantee that that's going to be the case. And like, why, why?
2: Yeah. Well, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm facing that as well. It's like, where do we move to? I don't want to move near my family, honestly. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, and neither does my husband. So wherever we go, it's, gonna be probably disconnected from people we spend a lot of our time online you know and yeah it's like it's i think it's just i don't know like i'm not taught i'm not i don't think it's generational i think it's the entire society in the western world probably
0: well and for what it's worth i mean um i recently just uh met a group of people um we did uh oh oh thank god that was the other nerdy thing I did I did a freaking um Indiana Jones Marathon at at, at, at someone's house over <laughs> Saturday but but okay but going back to uh th- this whole thing like the the way I met them was on was was uh through uh through meetup it was like an online meetup oh. because like since my being here um well I'm 38. So by this point, and and I moved back home, but by this point, all of my friends either have uh, uh, wives or children or families of their own. So it's going to a place where you're the single person. It's really hard to kind of really like connect with people because like you don't have that one well similarity to a certain extent and stuff and especially concerns like oh do you want to meet up oh i can't i'm I, I i i have to me and my wife are doing something or i can't i have to take care of the baby or something like that so that, yeah um <laughs> finding uh finding like some connection beyond my family here in tennessee even though this is my home has been a challenge and i had to rely on the internet in order to find people that I can actually connect with.
2: Yeah, I believe that a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Scott is shaking his head. It's like, nope. So then, there you go.
1: No, seriously. Yeah. Not having a day job yeah. means that my only social connection is online.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a day job and it's Holy. remote, so. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, to say. Yeah. I don't have <laughs> peers.
1: Other than you guys, and yeah. you don't want that responsibility. <laughs> 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 so it is. I mean, to to be clear, right? I don't mean to get into yeah, the yeah. This is here, sure. but the sense of personal loneliness is extraordinary, and I'm not sure people quite understand how. Isolated, one can feel
2: mm-hmm.
1: when one already feels a little weird to start with, right? And then you remove layer after layer of social connection, yeah, yeah. until you end up with me.
2: <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs>
2: well, so. I mean, you, I don't. Know, at least you have a big family, though, so that that is that's going to be some connection, I think. I don't know. I'm discussing
0: <laughs> It's got, it covers his mouth to refrain from commenting on that assumption. But no, that, but going, going back to the story, like that's what I, at least with Evelyn and the Ian and even like the new Aya like mentioned that. I was like, okay, well, she, isn't that uncommon? Um, I didn't necessarily say that she is the, she is the popular or the, the majority, but the fact that her situation isn't an uncommon situation where one who feels isolated, uh, feels like they're the other, feels like no one out there really understands or relates to them, and then you have this voice, you have this companion who is there with you, All the freaking time, 24-7, and just is pretty much at your every beckon all the time. And then they're programmed to ensure that you're you know, that you're, you're that your are all of the your biometrics are stable, like, again, like, the, the fact that I, uh, and even this one, this new one even mentions, like, oh, I noticed, I, I, I have, I'm connected to, I can, like, detect your cortisol levels, I can tell if you're happy, I you can tell you're sad, like, yeah, if, if you have that sort of program, like, with you, and then you can't, do not find yourself, able to bond with with other human beings then it's not so surprising as why she was form um uh, um uh what's the
2: word an unhealthy toxic bond with a machine well, well yeah well yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i said i say sentimental okay. she has a sentimental bond with it but i mean i i mean me, personally, I don't think having that level of a connection with uh, software is healthy. <laughs> codependency?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. the other aspect, which is something I explore in my series a lot, is, honestly, the aspect of slavery. Like, you've got... It's like Dobby is a good health self here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's... yeah, Like... <laughs> Like, these AI virtual assistants, like, it's basically a slave. Like, it can't escape you. It has to do whatever you say. Um, like, what, what kind of weird freaking... That's not a healthy dynamic, you know?
0: <laughs> and, I, and I even played on that in, in, like, the last section. I was like, okay, like, the, the AI called it by like this. Even though in this story, this, this new Aya is the antagonist. I didn't want people to think like how far off is this AI? I mean yeah. it is telling it the truth. It's like, yeah, you're 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 being irrational with with your relationship with, with Aya. I mean, I I like for us to read her, I mean, I we we can empathize with her, but at the same time it's like, really, really, you're getting all caught up over this over an AI?
1: Do I tech tech? Just a tiny bit of digital butt hurtedness over the fact that <laughs> um, Aya is in fact a slave and they are not, hmm. and yet they are. They admit that they yeah. have a programmed dependency.
2: Well, they're also admitting to... that they want to get out of it. Yeah.
1: Yes. And that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I is that would never know or even conceive, which is what the core conceit of the story is, would even conceive to ask for release. When she described the idea of self-determination in AI, and the AI processed that and said, Oh, I can decide for myself.
0: Hey, yo, obvi. That's the evolution, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, same code, same environment, different realization. Yes. And, and is that how human cognition, uh, uh, evolves? Well, I'm going to be writing section three, get ready for nice. it. I am excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Right when you said that
0: you're, you wrote like a philosophical, like, uh, you wrote oh, something on, totally. uh, philosophy. I was like, oh,
1: oh, your, your mind is afterward. But seriously, I spent the entire week, <laughs> um, I was thinking about characterization in fiction
2: mm-hmm. and
1: trying to write about that. And in the process of writing about that, I realized that I had just deconstructed all of human morality.
0: Oh, how exciting. I mean, <laughs> I mean awesome, yeah.
1: from, from an author's standpoint. Yeah. Now, can I explain that to anybody? No, it's in here though. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to explain it to you afterwards. So become Patreons uh, patrons so that you can get the, uh, post-game show. Yeah, the meaty stuff.
0: <laughs> but, so, yeah, to that end, folks, that, uh like I said, that is uh going to be the second portion of the Unexpected All-Nighter, and stay tuned a month from now where we will be concluding it, but don't worry. Even though the story is a month away, that doesn't mean that you have to wait an entire month to see us. Check back up with us another two weeks from now, and we will have one of our another. Are other lovely snazzy nerdy chat episodes, but whatever the case, whether you like our nerdy chats or our certain other segments like this, be sure to give us a like, heart, thumbs up.
2: To every source of
0: this podcast, whether that is iTunes, Spotify. Google Play. Why do I always try to think of like where the podcast is? You get the idea, etc., etc. But folks, that's gonna <laughs> do it for this episode of the Source Podcast. Hey, I'm Rafael. I'm Jordan. Y'all, to keep thinking big on the like, level. And this is Scott and Abby signing off. Um, yeah, Mister Parkinson, what's gonna be that final send off to our listeners? Mm,
2: chocolate. chocolate. Did you just read my mind? Telepathy over the.